Everyone, today is February 27th, 2021. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. we got a huge week this week. Um, new box called Antonomic Theory. I'll talk about the URs and SRs from that box. It's coming out tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow's the 28th. So, we're in our final countdown until that. Let me see when this box actually comes out. At twenty eighth, so tomorrow this box will come out. Bunch of new cards there. Discuss them. We'll get to also obtain antimony, and there's a related antimony event, but we can't get him yet either. So um, antimony will be obtained also on twenty eighth, on March first. I mean, so it's a day after complete challenge three. So antimony. We don't know what his level up skills and cards are yet, but we do have two new drops from this Clear Mind event. So we'll discuss those two new drops. Talk about the Amabi campaign. Um, Dual Links mission research, new card there. Another card from Card Trader update. And also talk about the King of Games deck I used, the um, Water XZ's deck. Now, there was also additional news. There was news of the... Forbidden Limit List update for March 9th. That's set to go live then. And also the skill changes from March 17th to 19th. Because, you know, I I was literally writing all this up yesterday. There's no time for that discussion. There's still time before um, the Limit List goes live. So we'll talk about all that stuff next week. Apologize for that, but... Sometimes the episodes go too long and they can't upload. There's issues with that. So that's what's going on right now. I will not be discussing implications of a Forbidden Limitless update or the skill changes. And really, it's more of a, for those topics, it's more of the skill changes because um, really the Forbidden limit list is only affecting Desperado. That's the only, the only real nerf going on, honestly. And then it's just a bunch of different skill changes so we'll talk about that next week all right so my week in dual world as i mentioned i hit king of games almost immediately i think i hit it that saturday after i recorded the podcast um saturday or sunday i forget which day but um used budget water xz's deck um i think that's only gonna get better based on the new cards that were released so definitely a lot of potential there and i'll talk about it later uh, in terms of this Clear Mind event, I haven't done too much of it. Uh, just due to time restraints, I've been doing a little bit of farming. Uh, the Raptor's the one you need three copies of. The TG Blade Blasters, whatever. And, you know, easy enough to get the points to get Antimony um, as is. So, yeah, hit King of Games, discuss that later. Finding out the events as they come. Okay, this week in esports, these tournaments happened before um, those nerfs were, or banless, limitless, whatever, were nerfed. So, um, this is kind of like a snapshot of the old meta before it changed. It's going to change pretty much right away. They're going to implement the new lists. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to do with the skills. There's a lot of skills that got changed. So, see what they do there. But this is a snapshot of the old meta, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, Duelings Meta Weekly, 165, first place, Snifus, see you later, Star Seraph, Dark Lord. So yeah, here's another skill that got hit. 
So not sure how long we're going to see this deck in the um, tournament scene, but what we have is pretty much the winner of the last KC Cup again. And it's pretty straightforward. You got three of the rods, the Star Seraph Scepter, three of the chair, Star Seraph Sovereignty, a little toolbox with the Dark Lords. You got one Desire, one Ixchel, one Nastin, one Tetzalpakia, two Valhalla, Ball, uh, Hall of the Fallen, one Hecatrist, a Tutor, three Banishment of the Dark Lords, one each Dark Lord Contact and Sanctified Dark Lord, and two Book of the Moon. Pretty straightforward deck. Second place, Dead Fun, See You Later, Shiranui. So, you know, Shiranui has been through hell and back. Um, deck's been nerfed off the tier list. And here it is, with a lot of control traps as usual, and three copies of Book of the Moon. Book of the Moon is as good as advertised. And this deck really um, looks about the same. Two Gozuki, one Solitaire, one Squire, three Samurai Skulls, two... Uh, Spectral Swords, the Book of the Moons, Ballista Squads, Venus Chain, Needle Sealing, and Shadow Imprisoning Mirror. So really, there's just like a lot fewer monsters, more of the disposal monsters, though, two Gazookis and three Samurai Skulls. A four Mazarik, see you later, Star Seraph, Dark Lords, pretty much the same deck. This deck, if you have all the pieces, you know, three each of those cards, you're pretty much good to go. And top four, Wreck, Destiny, Draw, Fire King. Fire Kings can wear you out. They just keep bringing back Garunix to destroy all monsters on the board. Pretty much endless board clears. And, you know, with those big synchro monsters like um, Shiranoi Sun Saga and um, various Blackwing monsters that are no longer in the meta, those were cards that really resisted the full effect board wipe every single turn. Now that those cards are off the meta... You're seeing Fire King take advantage here. Alright, next tournament battle step number four. First place, Yen Storm of Anamat Anamata play. Um, pretty straightforward deck again. Um, you're gonna see your typical cards that they play here, which is Utopic Anamatopia, Zubanban Chot Gaga Ga Coat, Gaga Ga Head, Dodo Dwarf Go 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 Glove, Gaga Ga Mancer, Gaga Ga Sister, and this one even runs Dodo Blust Buster. Um, this deck does run three copies of Dodo Draw. I don't think we typically see three copies of that card and only one Gaga Bolt. Second place, Jtastic1029, Territory of the Sharks, Water Xyz. Very straightforward um, build of the deck. Three copies of Deep Sea Diva, three Silent Angler, two Marksman, three Heavy Infantry, one Attack Squad, two Book of the Moon, two Lances, two Phoenix Chain, and two... Top 4, Trooper M1, Master of Destiny, Desperado. This could be the last time we see this deck as it is. Uh, 3, Desperado, Barrel Dragon, 2, Machina Fortress, 1, Suzuki, Samurai 4, Twin Barrel, Temperance, Gear Frame, Ally of Justice Quarantine, 1, Misjudge, 2, Cup of Ace, 1, Head Judging, that's the issue right there, 1, Paleozoic, 3, Karma Cut, 2, Super Team, Buddy Force United, and top four, Narsan, level dupe, Thunder Dragons. This looks like a budget deck because there's only one Chaos Dragon Levineer, one Chaos Sorcerer. You typically don't even need to run Chaos Sorcerer if you got all those Levineers, but budget decks clap a four. All right, that culminates into the Duel Links meta power rankings, which there's a lot of shakeup going on here. Um, Anamat's in first place. 
Power level of 19.9. Water XDs have climbed all the way to 18.5. So they've been promoted from the tier 2 or tier 3 they were. I think they were tier, they were tier 2 last week. So big promotion for Water XDs. Thunder Dragons have gone up very little at 14.9. Tier 2 we have Blue Eyes at 8.9. I forgot what the power ranking was before. But... Um, Blue Eyes are the sole tier 2 deck. Cyber Dragons, Heroes, and Fire Kings are kind of treading water in tier 3. And Desperados have been removed. Noble Knights and Black Wings. I'm not sure why Noble Knights have been removed. Because um, Desperado are hit by the, the Misjudged nerf. But I'm not sure about Noble Knights. Why that has fallen off. I forget if Balance was affected. I think that's why. I think Balance got hit with the nerf. So... Let me just take a check, quick check at that. That's why they're gone on the list. Yep, balance. And um, Noble Knights just ran balance, so yeah, okay. So that's what that explains it. Black Wings has just fallen off due to uh, performance. <laughs> Nothing to do with nerfs. All right, let's get to. King of Games report. I don't know if I should do a deep a deck deep dive. This is just um, I've talked about this deck before, so it's not really a deck deep dive. It's going to be just a regular uh, King of Games report. So let's get to this deck. I'm going to pull it up on Duelings Meta. All right. So this is Water XCs and. I was preparing for it. I spent a lot of money. I, um, I spent a lot of gems. I didn't spend any money. I spent a lot of gems on these cards and some of the tickets that were going to expire, some of those dream tickets. So, including my set of Atlanteans and also the Deep Sea Diva, I was able to get enough cards. I also dipped into the Water sh uh, Shark Fang box once or twice to get some of the other cards. So, in the core of the deck, Territory of the structure focusing on level four, rank four, XZ summoning, getting a few monsters on the board and turning them into uh, rank four XZ's play. So let me see where do we start here. Deep Sea Diva, three copies of this card. Um, she'll special summon a level three or lower Sea Serpent from the deck. So that counts any of the Atlantean cards. So. There's definitely synergy between Deep Sea Diva and Atlanteans. We'll talk about it later, but there's a bit of um, there's gonna be a little bit of divergence sooner or later with the new uh, water cards that are coming out, and there's a little bit of a clash with the Atlanteans. So we'll see if they get to stick in the future. But basically, you could pull out any of the Marksmen, Heavy Infantry, or Attack Squad. Typically, you go for the Infantry because that'll let you play another monster from the hand. So. If you have another monster in the hand that's a Sea Serpent, it can come out and then you have three monsters on the board. So typically that's what the play you go for is. And uh, Deep Sea Diva is also a tuner. So there's a bit of a tricky play you could do where you can... Um, let me think about how to do this. You have to have the right cards in the hand first. So you may maybe you play Infantry first, you play Diva, turn two of those things... Well, you do Territory of the Sharks. Use the two Atlanteans into Abyss Dweller. 
And then if you have Silent Angler, ramp up Silent Angler and then turn it into number 37. So that's a play right there. So really the whole advantage, the whole goal of Deep Sea Diva is to get an Atlantean onto the board. Now Deep Sea Diva is also a level 2 tuner, so that's why you slot in some level 6 plays and some level 5 uh, synchro plays as well. So Deep Sea Diva is a very good card. Um, no attack value really. Um, it's fine in the late game for comeback. Also, just to set up your play. So, set up your rank 4 XC summoning. Two copies of Silent Angler. This is why it's a budget water XC's deck. A lot of decks run three copies of this card. I only have two. And it's going to be a free special summon from the hand, level 4. Um, yeah, it's a good card. Um,. Yeah, like I said, there's that play where you play Deep Sea Diva, XC Summon, and then use Silent Angler with the new modified level 4 Deep Sea Diva to make the second XC Summon. Now the Atlanteans. Two Marksmen, three Heavy Infantry, and one Attack Squad. Heavy Infantry is the most important one. This one lets you... Well, the Marksmen and the Infantry work together in that they're sent to the graveyard to control the board. So heavy infantry will be sent to the graveyard to destroy a monster. Target a face-up card, not really a monster, target a face-up card. So you know, that's pretty much a face-up monster usually. Now infantry also gives you the double summon, which is why it's good. You could play it and then you could play another sea serpent from the hand. That could be Deep Sea Diva. So you could Play Infantry first, play Deep Sea Diva, get something from the deck, XC Summon, play Angler, XC Summon. That's the most common play for the deck. You could also, I mean, when you don't have Deep Sea Diva, you play Marksman or Attack Squad and then turn that Territory of the Sharks into your XC Summon. Marksman, when you dispose of Marksman, you destroy a set card. So this is primarily against the back row, against Defense Monster, things like that. Marksman's also used for attacking a lot, and um, you know, fourteen hundred attack, and then you get the special summon a card from the deck. This doesn't really happen too often, but you know, it comes in handy sometimes. You get that's why there's the attack squad. So, marksman typically leads into attack squad. Um, some decks run three of these. Some decks run one. I run two. Um, definitely, definitely need more heavy infantry than marksman, in my opinion. Now the attack squad. Uh, it's going to be a 2200 beater when you have another, any other monster you have in the deck on the board. So, I think even the Paleozoic Canadia, that's an Aqua. So, if you do run that card, um, that will buff Atlantean Attack Squad. This card's primarily just for beating down things. Good to get out of the Marksman, like I said, but otherwise a, a level 3 monster too. So, you know... Um, those are the Atlanteans, and you just typically you like to put the infantry and marksmen together into Abyss Dweller. Because Abyss Dweller, you want to activate its effect constantly. So, then you can also control the board at the same time. Now, Hope Woven Spider Shark, you won't be triggering the effect outside of the battle phase. So, you won't be taking advantage of those materials coming off. The last piece is Gishki Chain. So I have one copy of this card. It's level 4 Sea Serpent. And 
the ritual thing doesn't really matter at all. Um, you're scrying three cards. That comes in handy sometimes. It's a really underrated ability in card games for picking what goes first, second, and third on the top of the deck. Mostly this card's just a level 4 Sea Serpent. And that matches up with any level 4 Synchro Play. It works with Deep Sea Diva into the level 6 Synchro Play as well. So just a very versatile card in this deck. Um, yeah. Now, spell cards. only have one Book of the Moon. Any deck nowadays you see... Real Hotness in back row. They've got three Book of the Moons. I only have one. Uh, on the outside, it looks just like Paleozoic Canadia because you're flipping a card face down. But uh, there's that defensive play where you're getting hit by back row. You're getting hit by something that'll destroy a face of monster. So then you save your monster by hitting it with a Book of the Moon to prevent it from getting destroyed. So that's the life saving ability of Book of the Moon. Two copies of Cosmic Cyclone. Um, I'm not sure if I ever ran three of these, but just a very good card, like I said. Forbidden Lance only have one copy. I, I may have wavered between two copies or three, even three copies of, of Forbidden Lance in this deck. But that again, that's you know that prevent your place from getting disrupted. Um, this deck. There's, there's a lot of ways to disrupt this deck. When you hit Deep Sea Diva, you hit something. Hit one of the Atlanteans, and then you can't get into your next play. Like, if you summon Heavy Infantry and gets hit, your your turn's done. So, Forbidden Lance is useful against that. One copy of Salvage. Salvage is core card in the Water Exes deck. It's your late game refill. Because you really just need one Deep Sea Diva. And then you're pretty much back in the game, so right. So, um, salvage is a very important card. One copy of Hammer Shot. This is a card. Um, honestly, it's worse than Herald of the Abyss. You can totally run Herald of the Abyss in its place. But both of these cards are non-targeting cards. You're pretty much going for the strongest monster on the board. Hammer Shot will just do that. Herald of the Abyss kind of lets you pick which one you want. And Hammer Shot's destroy effect, an effect destroy. Herald is more sent to the graveyard. So Herald's better, but then you lose 1,500 life points. And this deck gets no advantage from losing life points. So those two cards are pretty much equivalent in that they're non-targeting. Get this card out of here. Worked pretty well, I think. Um, And Herald, of course, you can mess up if you pick the wrong type and attribute, which is due to carelessness. This deck runs Light Imprisoning Mirror, and this was all because of Blue Eyes. So, um, when Blue Eyes go down power, this card's going to come out. I think I first tried Necro Valley, and then I was screwing myself over too much. And then I tried the Dark Imprisoning Mirror, I mean the Shadow Imprisoning Mirror, and that didn't really work too well. So then I went to the Light Imprisoning Mirror, and that pretty much just uh, killed Blue Eyes off. And one copy of Treacherous Trap Hole. A lot of these decks run two of these. I just ran one. Not that I was budget. I just felt like running one. Now the extra deck. Um, Synchro monsters aren't too useful. The most useful one is the White Ore Dolphin, I'd say. But Brionic 
I may have closed out my last game with Brionic, but Brionic um, does make use of the Atlanteans. So you could discard the Atlanteans and take take advantage of two effects going off. So that's something to think about. I have Gungnir here in this deck, but I've never used him, so not even going to talk about Gungnir. White or Dolphin pretty much lets you win any battle on the board with a monster. So it's going to divide its attack by half. Um, then this card comes back from the graveyard, so it just keeps coming back. Good to win battles with this card. Crystron Amatrix is your regular level 5 Synchro Summon. It's the most common outcome with Deep Sea Diva without modulating the levels. And um, it'll flip everyone to defense mode, so you can take advantage of a battle there as well. Now the X, because this is a Water Xyz deck, typically they have two copies of the Abyss Dweller and the Hope Woven Dragon Spider Shark, but only have one copy each, so did fine. Abyss Dweller, like I said before, you're trying to create this with Atlantean Marksman and Heavy Infantry. That's pretty much the best outcome. And it could be 1700, but it's going to get 500 attack and give all Water Monsters 500 attack so long as it has... Um, the XC's material on it. So it's 20, you know, I, I underrated this ability. Having a 2200 on the board is so much better than having a 1700. So it can kind of stand up for itself on the board. And then you could kind of detach the materials to not only control the graveyard, but also control the board. So against a certain graveyard deck like Blue Eyes, you know that you're going to have to activate this effect early. So um, to prevent the the egg play at the end, so you can get the Dragon Spirit of White or whatever. So, um, and use the Marksman and Infantry to your advantage to hit their stuff on the board. Number thirty-seven, Hope Woven Dragon Spider Shark. This is pretty much the prime force in the deck. It becomes thirty-one hundred with the Abyss Dweller on the board. You debuff your opponent by a thousand. A lot of people have lost games just not even reading this card, so they swing into this guy when he has twenty-six hundred. And then they get beat because they didn't read the effect. So Hope Woven, um, I would I would use the Deep Sea Diva and the Angler to make this card, but sometimes you're stuck with what you have, and you could use an Atlantean to make this card. That's fine. Now last spot goes to number 32, Shark Drake. I have won some games of Shark Drake, but it does require three level four monsters, 2,800 attack, um... Typically, there's going to be nothing else on the board when you make Shark Drake because there's going to be no Abyss Dweller. Like, the board was taken up to make Shark Drake. So, and this is when you're pretty sure you're going to win the game. Um, and you're going to um, bring back a monster and make them lose another 1,000 life points. I mean, 1,000 attack and hit them again for, like, an OTK. This is a card that I, I rarely used, but like against, like, a Blue Eyes, like, Egg and Defense Mode, and I cleared the back row... I'm pretty sure I'm going to win the game with the Shark Drake hitting him. So that's when I use that card. Now that is the King of Games report. Not really the full deep dive. So I did not turn on the music for it. But there you go. That was the deck. Alright, so the main PvE event this week is Clearmind, Antimony, the Mysterious Turbo Duelist. This is the second appearance of Antimony. And this is the time we actually get him. Antimony, as you know, uh, or as you may not know, was a pretty much like a running character on the show is Bruno. As a mysterious hacker who had amnesia. Um, I don't know much more besides that, but he was a main part of the show. So it makes no um, 
it's not hard to understand why he's an obtainable legendary duelist. And this whole deal is about Excel synchro summoning, which is using um, tuners who are synchro monsters at the same time. So it's kind of like a really big, big play guy. Uh, the archetype's a big play thing. So it's going to face an uphill battle just making this work, I think. Um, to be meta, it must be really good. I mean, the cards are really good, but the setup is the tricky part, right? Set up to getting to these cards. So in addition to the normal pool of cards he has, he has two new cards this time. Um, we get Battletuned also from this event, which is interesting. Given that Akiza's deck is going to get nerfed. Um, TG Tank Grub, TG Power Gladiator. Those are all cards that are related to this archetype. So the first new card is TG Blade Blaster, level 10, Earth Machine Synchro. Requires a tuner synchro monster and one or more non-tuner synchro monsters. 3,300 attack, 2,200 defense. During either player's turn, when your opponent activates a spell or trap that targets this face-up card, you can send a card from your hand to the graveyard and negate the effect. Once per turn, during your opponent's turn, banish a TG monster from the graveyard, banish this face-up card on the field, quick effect, and then it returns during the next standby phase. So... They do face a steep battle, but I think this card is okay. The card that will be discussed later, the TG Halberd Cannon, is a lot more of a slog. This is three synchros. So that's still a lot. You require the tuner synchro monster and one or more non-tuner synchro monsters. It'll be easy if you can cheat out one of the synchro monsters without having to do the synchro summon, but I'm not sure if that's possible. But this is 10 stars. Um... Requires that the Excel Synchro. This card has a lot of survivability. You can discard a card to protect from a targeting effect, or you can banish a card from the graveyard to send this away to prevent like an, a, a full board wipe. So, two ways this guy leaves the field um, 3,300 attacks so and can hit over most monsters, but you are leaving yourself open to getting hit directly so that's the danger of this card but he will come back the next turn um he's always dodging attacks so i'm not sure how well he will actually be protecting the board and attacking so that's kind of the th deal of this card but it's a pretty decent card and if the cards from the tg support cards from antonomic theory help enough it might be able you might be able to use this card in TGs. I'm not sure about the Albert Cannon. That's a little too much. But uh, Blade Blaster is definitely the boss monster you want to consider when you're playing TGs. The other new card is TG Booster Raptor. It's a level 1 wind dinosaur. 400 attack, 300 defense. If you control a TG monster, you can special summon this card from your hand. You can only special summon TG uh, Booster Raptor once per turn this way. Once per turn during the end phase... If this is in the graveyard because it's destroyed and sent there, add a TG monster from your deck to your hand, except for this one. Dual function. You can set it, get it destroyed, and tutor a TG monster. That's a pretty good move. Several of these cards have that ability. Um, I think one of the cards later, the Screw Serpent or the Drillfish, have that ability. This card also can be special summoned. Um for free if you control TG Monster. So 
additional material to get into your synchro play. Um, you know, they have they have a few of these options. They have TG Tank Grub, they have Booster Raptor, they have the Drill Fish, they have a few a few options. Um Warwolf as well, so a lot of pieces here. You're gonna have to see what works. But Booster Raptor seems like a pretty good card. Um I'm just not sure of the stars lineup. That's that's the whole deal. You have to see what the stars are for the TG Synchro Monsters. Which ones are tuner synchro monsters and all that. It's a very complicated archetype. Um, and one that faces a huge uphill battle given how hard it is to get all those synchro plays onto the board. So, yeah, that's it. Um, I've been using the Magician Girl Turbo Farm. It's drawing a ton of cards. Makes it okay. Um, yeah, so we'll get Antimony and we'll talk about his level of cards and skills next week. Alright, so before we move on to the new box discussion, let's talk about the Amabi campaign. This was a thing that kind of came out of the blue, but apparently if you were in Japan or if you follow Japanese social media, this is not a new thing. And basically what Amabi is, uh, I gotta go on Wikipedia right now, but this was pretty cool what happened here. I want to say this is like a social movement, it's not really a social movement, it's an organic movement that came out of Japan. Amabi is a Japanese mermaid or merman with a beak-like mouth. Emerges from the sea, prophesizes either an abundant harvest or an epidemic. And instructed people to make copies of its likeliness to defend against illness. Uh, it's been around since 1846. So it's one of these Japanese spirits. Um, you're not People in the outside world may not be too familiar with, but there's a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that are about these things. Now, COVID-19, uh, according to Wikipedia, during the COVID-19 ep- epidemic, Amabi became a popular Twitter topic in Japan. Manga artists uh, published cartoon versions of Amabi on social networks. They've been hanging scrolls of yokai, um, tweeting a new coronavirus countermeasure, it's a real thing. It's a literally public health campaign. It's um, more spiritual, I think. It's more like spreading awareness of COVID-19 by making it in a Japanese way, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so this card was created by coronavirus. That's pretty cool, right? We have We have a card in the game now. Gave us card sleeves. We got a prismatic copy. And this is their way of doing something about spreading awareness or promoting this, this discussion into a card. So we are letting we are looking at history here. So whenever we see Amity, we could think about what this card means. Now what is this card? We get one copy of this card. Water Fairy, three stars, no attack, no defense. At the start of your main phase one, reveals card in your hand. Each player gains 300 life points. So this is very similar to Golden Ladybug. Golden Ladybug does the same thing, except you just gain 500 yourself. Your opponent does not. MAB is kind of like um, cards designed around um, promotion of health for everyone or whatever. So everyone gains 300 life points and 
this card is a stall card, as, as you can tell. Um, not really a burn card because you're healing your opponent by 300, so it's more of a stall card. Um, we haven't seen these Weevil stall decks in a really long time, so probably not going to see any play. Um, those were kind of like Lava Golemi decks. And this one kind of heals you, so kind of less of that. And Invoke Coxidus has been banned from the game, so there's no consideration of this being used as a water attribute for Alistair the Invoker either. So Amabi does not have a place right now, but she is definitely in the consideration when you are running, when a stall deck does come out. Kind of annoying that a card like this is being used in a stall deck, but it is what it is. It's a stall card. And you can heal each turn, so maybe that can trigger some effects of the um, the arrow images, which are also, which may be more annoying than the stall decks. <laughs> MV could have a fit there, but I'm going to say it's unlikely. But it's a very cool concept of what happened, how this card came to be. Alright, let's get to the new box, Antinomic Theory. Wordplay of Atomic Theory, and also Antimony. But it's, words are kind of backwards, but based on that, we're getting Antimony soon, tomorrow, and these cards follow a trend where they release a character, and then they put in the best cards in a box immediately after. We saw this with Shark, um, and all the other characters <laughs> in Xyz and also Synchro, but... Uh, TG archetype here. A lot of TG support in the URs and SRs. Also, some water cards. Water decks get even stronger. And also, the Rika archetype. Um, plant support. The Burning Abyss. Aliens. Very little aliens. Not, I don't even know if it counts, but bunch of stuff here so we're just going to talk about the urs and srs of course um this antinomic theory being a main box they will have one ur and two srs so use that consideration when you're digging through the boxes and when to reset um yes let's get to these cards the urs first card tg halberd cannon Level 12 Earth Machine Synchro, 4,000 attack and 4,000 defense. Requires a tuner synchro monster and two or more non-tuner synchro monsters. Must be synchro summoned, cannot be special summoned by other ways. Once returned during either player's turn, when a monster would be summoned, you can negate the summon. If you do, destroy that monster. This card must be faced up on the field to activate and resolve that effect. When this card is sent from the field to the graveyard, you can target a TG card Monster in your graveyard special summon it. So, yeah, super strong card here. Um, but look at the work it takes to get there. One tuner synchro monster, so that's one. And two or more non-tuner synchro monsters. So that's three synchro summons to get to a fourth. That just sounds completely impossible. There is some TG support in here, but this requires a lot. And even the free card we get required three, and I thought that was a lot. This is a lot. Now, you do get to negate a summon each turn. You probably only need one turn because then you could kill your opponent right there. It sits for 4,000, so, you know, this is super strong. It's a god card. It might be better than a god card, but 
the work it takes to get there. I would say this card rarely they'd have to blow something really bad to get this guy on the board because you could just disrupt any point of that sequence to get to four synchro monsters. You might just run out of gas. Like it might just be very hard to do it. Um, obviously, a card this OP has to be this way. Or you know, there's a lot of cards in Yugo in Duel Links we've seen that are super OP, but you never see them. And I think this unfortunately falls in that in that thing. Being a box UR, you don't really want a box UR to be like this. But I think it's too good to be easily summoned. I'm gonna say it's not a very good card. Just for that reason, it's a very good card, but um, the setup is just way too much. Next card is Bahamut Shark, rank 4 Water Sea Serpent. Two level 4 Water Monsters, 2600 attack, 2100 defense. Once per turn, you can attach one material from this card, special summon one rank 3 or lower Water XZ's monster from your extra deck. This card cannot attack for the rest of the turn. So this card, you're going to see something with these cards, the Water cards, that they're going to diverge. Um, this kind of fits more with the current Water Xyz deck. So first of all, this is the first Xyz monster that uses its ability to cheat out an Xyz summon from the extra deck. So it saves you a whole whole turn of synchro. I mean, Xyz summoning. Now the monster that comes out, it won't have any material because. You spent your material to special summon it, and then it doesn't have any XZ's material. So that's a problem, right? Now, this this box already has two cards. This is Hum Humming the Key Jin and Shark Caesar. So both of these cards are rank three water cards. Um, Shark Caesar doesn't require, um, like, it doesn't use. XC's materials. Oh, it does. It does. Detach an XC's material, place a shark counter on this card. Okay, so that does. Then the Jin. Once returned, detach an XC's material, it can attack directly. Okay. Basically, the card, you know, it. it they lose their abilities because they don't have XC's material. Uh, Nightmare Shark also exists, but then Nightmare Shark can't really attack directly that turn because it doesn't have any XZ's material. So th- that's a limitation, but I think this is a good start. Um, be- just being able to special summon the Water Monster from the XZ's deck uh, is something, even though they lose their abilities. You know, um, and this card is pretty high attack itself, so maybe it's something. Now that I think, now that I think about it, it's it's less good than I thought. It would be pretty OP, but then monsters not having their abilities is a problem. King of the Feral Imps, Dark Reptile, rank four, two level four monsters, twenty three hundred attack, two thousand defense. Once per turn, detach an Xyz material, add a reptile monster from your deck to your hand. It's a little confusing because the Feral Imp is a, is a fiend, but this is an all purpose reptile card. Aliens are probably the best uh, reptile archetype, so this helps you move cards to the graveyard and from the deck. So whatever material you have here, move it into the graveyard, 
as a detachment of XCs, tutor whatever you want uh, from your deck. So, yeah, it works with any uh, reptiles. So, uh, worms, The uh, there's like a dinosaur archetype that's reptiles, Eva tiles, I think that they're called. So, you know, this card, on its own, you're not going to play this in a generic rank 4, even though you can. Um, only reptiles. So this is support for worms, uh, worms and aliens, primarily. Alright, TG Screw Serpent. Level 4, Water Sea Serpent, Tuner, 1300-500. When this is normal summoned or special summoned, target a level 4 lower TG monster in your graveyard, except for this one, special summon it. Its effects are negated. You can banish this card from the graveyard, then target one TG monster you control, increase or reduce its level by one until the end of the turn. You can use each effect once per turn. So this card does a lot. It seems like a core piece for TGs. Kind of like Dark Verger, Junk Synchron, pulling something right out of the graveyard. And then you get a quick Synchro Summon. Um, and then you can banish this card to modulate levels for a bigger uh, TG Excel Synchro Summon. So definitely a card you can... Just all that it does, it's a, it's a tuner itself. It ramps up a second card onto the board and modulates levels. It does a lot. Of course, if the TG archetype completely sucks and you can't do anything with it, then it's not worth getting. That's just um, basic facts there. TG Drillfish, level 1, water fish, 100 attack, uh, 800 defense. This card can attack directly. You can use each effect once per turn. If all monsters you control are TG monsters, you can special summons from the hand. Or, when a TG monster you control inflicts battle damage, you can target one monster your opponent controls to destroy it. So the TG archetype have a bunch of level 1 monsters. Um, we get some of them from the Antimony event. You get Tank, Grub, and also Booster Raptor. So there's two level 1s you get. And, yeah, they all have different effects. This one comes out for free. Um, that's something. I think the control ability here is not that useful. When they attack, inflict battle damage, you destroy a monster. This card can do it on its own. You can attack directly for 100 and you destroy them, sure. But I feel the TGs don't have space on the board because they require all those um, synchro summons. They're just not going to have room for this like level 1, 100 attacker, right? So it has to be a situation where there's like a high defense monster they can't get over. Because the goal is to get really big monsters onto the board, right? So you might as well destroy them. So yeah, the second ability, the control ability, isn't too applicable in my opinion. Alright, next card is Snowdrop the Reek of Fairy. Water... Level 8, plant, 1200 attack, 2600 defense. You contribute one plant monster, special summon both this card and another plant monster from your hand. Also, you cannot special summon for the rest of the turn except for plant monsters. You can target one plant monster you control. All plant monsters you currently control become that monster's level until the end of the turn. You can use each effect once per turn. So now you know why um, Akiza's skill got nerfed. Um, this archetype showed up. So this is a pretty good card for XZ summoning. It costs one monster. You special summon two uh, plant monsters, including this one. You kind of ramp. And then you modulate the level. So they both have the same level. So you can make a rank 8 XZ summon 
Or you can make it the other monster, so you can make like a six or whatever. Yeah, really good on the outset. Uh, haven't looked at the other Rika cards just yet. We don't know what we have completely, but this is, you know, textbook XZ summoning. Doesn't cost you a normal summon. Well, the first monster, the plant, could be your normal summon. Then you can just ramp into these cards. Lantern Shark, level 4, Waterfish, 1500, 900. If this is normal or special summoned, you can activate this effect. Special summon a level 3, 4, or 5 Water Monster from your hand in defense, except for this one. Also, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck for the rest of the turn, except for XZs. You can use this effect once per turn. When this is used for XZ summon for a Water Monster, treat it as a level 3 or 4. You can no, it can be. So yeah, 3, 4, or 5. So, yeah, Water Axes gets even better, and then we get a bit of a divergence as well. So the previous or current Water Axes deck is based on rank 4, because it's the um, Shark's ability. Um, territory of the Sharks, there it is. So then you would make everyone rank 4, and then you go for that rank 4. And there is also some synchro plays. Now this doesn't really jive with that because this card, Lantern Shark, makes you can it can go three, four, or five. The previous deck did support three a little bit, but didn't really support five. This doesn't jive with Deep Sea Diva. Deep Sea Diva is a level two, so it doesn't fit with the three or five. Well, I guess you could kind of play around with the synchro aspect of it, but doesn't fit the XZ's aspect. And this card has to be used for XZ's. So, yeah. This is a bit of a divergence. It makes the water deck a little deeper. It's very possible this is worse, but I don't see that because this is opening up two extra ranks to make more of a toolbox. Um, I mean, the Synchro is a toolbox, but um... Yeah, it's a different option. I can't say one's better than the other. I do think it does clash with the Deep Sea Diva, though. Now, Witch of the Black Forest is a reprint card. Um, if you don't know what this does, you don't. You know, you probably never played the game, but it never saw any play. And um, Sangin was released as well, so both of these cards don't really see play outside of farming decks or fun decks where you get to generically search for something. When sent to the graveyard, so um, yeah, I, I don't expect it to see any play, just because it's such an early card, super strong card, but very early card cards are pretty much geared to tutor themselves now. It could be something, of course, where you just like replace it. Like if you're missing four, three copies of a card, you need to replace something that fits. This could be it. Now, controversial card here mystical space typhoon also if you don't know what this card does you, you probably never played the game quick play spell target one spell or trap on the field destroy it now everyone not everyone but a lot of people have been wondering where this card was in the history of duelings and now it's here it's kind of useless um, cosmic cyclone has been around since gladiator beast so really early in the game i don't i don't remember when that was Maybe within the first year. But Mystical Space Typhoon's a predated Cosmic Cyclone. You 
banishing the spell is much better than destroying it so they don't get to recycle it. Um, now this could be good if life points become a premium. They haven't been a premium, so that's why Cosmic Cyclone's good. And they help trigger dual skills. Unless the, the abilities to trigger dual skills change, they get nerfed, they get pushed even more. And we might even consider this card. But until then, uh, Cosmic Cyclone's still the gold standard for spell or back row or trap removal. This card's not as good. Um, I wind up with some of them and then might nerf um, Cosmic Cyclone some more, make it limit two, make you buy this box for MST. That would be kind of um, that would be kind of Konami. All right, SRs two in each box. If you're digging for the URs, you'll probably get all these cards in duplicates. Number eighty-seven, Queen of the Night, Water Rank Eight, Plant Three Level Eight Monsters, thirty-two hundred attack, twenty-eight hundred defense. Once per turn during either player's turn. Attach an XC's material. Activate one of these effects. Target one set spell or trap your opponent controls. When this is face up on the field, that set cannot be activated. Target one plant on the field. Change it to face down defense. Target one face of monster on the field. That target gains 300 attack. This is a bit like Evil Swarm Ouroboros, which has three abilities. Pick one. Except that one, you can only use each ability once. You're kind of stuck to... The other abilities. This card comes with three charges as well. She lets you use um, any of the abilities. So the first one's kind of like Sergeant Electro. You pin down back row. Second one, it's kind of like Book of the Moon, actually. Defensive Book of the Moon. Where you're going to get hit with something and then you flip face down. Or a little bit of buff for 300 attack. That's not very useful because this card already hits for 3200. She's got a lot of abilities. Um, depends how good the Rika Snow Fairy gets out the level 8. How consistent this deck is at getting level 8. Otherwise, this deck can also work in the extra deck for Blue Eyes. They can get 3 level 8 monsters out. But there's no ability with the plant, so they, they kind of lose that one. But there's that back row control. But they already have alternative dragons, so it seems a little moot. Alright. Gachi Gachi Gentetsu is... Well, I spelled it completely wrong. Gentetsu. Rank 2. It's like a rock. Rock. Uh, Earth. 2 level 2 monsters, 500 attack, 1800 defense. If this face-up card would be destroyed, you can detach an Xyz material from this card instead. Face-up monsters you control gain 200 attack and defense for each material. Xyz material attached to this card. Small card. Um... There's a lot of combos you could do with level 2 monsters, with like spawning of tokens. Relatively unused space, I must say. Um, you have to be playing a specific thing, running level 2s to play this card. It's just a stall card. I don't really see much about it, but could have sneaky appeal for the stall decks. The Gojamas are all ranked 2, so maybe there's something there. And you stall until you get your um, Ojama King on the board. I'm not exactly sure. Fairy Knight in Gunnar, rank 6, Earth Plant, 3 level 6 monsters, 2200 attack, 3000 defense. Once per turn, you can detach 2 Xyz materials from this card, return all other cards on the field to the hand. Your opponent cannot activate cards or effects in response to this effect's activation. Very strong ability, gets you right at the OTK, 
but it could be disrupted by any trap that hits it right after XZ summoning. So, you know, you just XZ summon it. They can hit you Book of the Moons. There's Everyone's running three Book of the Moons, right? So, gets hit, gets flipped face down, and then um, you can't activate the effect, which kind of sucks, but it does have 3,000 defense, which is pretty good. Um, but, you know, once you activate that ability, you pretty much win the game. It's going to OTK, Dream... Problem is, it requires three level six monsters, and most decks don't run level six monsters, so that's a problem. Hazy Flame do run it. Rika could run it, so it's a consideration for both of those decks. It's a must of though if you run level six monsters. TG Star Guardian, level five Light Warrior Synchro Tuner, one tuner and one non-tuner TG monster. 100 attack, 2200 defense. Once per chain during your opponent's main phase, you can quick effect immediately after this effect resolves. Synchro summon using this card you control. You can only use each effect once per turn. If this is special summoned, you can target a TG in your graveyard, add it to your hand, or you can special summon a TG monster from your hand during your main phase. This is a core card here. Um... Very similar to Merlin. So Merlin and Noble Knights, you try to Synchro Summon during their turn when they try to disrupt you. So Merlin's in the graveyard just chilling. They try to hit one of your guys, your boars or your um, draught. And then you Synchro Summon right there so you could make them waste resources. This does the same thing. So your level 5 Synchro Tuner, got another monster on the board. Like a big guy. And then you get into the synchro play during their turn to make something get disrupted. So that's kind of the goal here. You get into the um the guy, uh what's that guy called? Later Blaster. Or Blade Blaster. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, this is um This also provides the synchro tuner that those Albert Cannons and um, Blade Blasters require, so yeah, this is a core card here. It's got 100 attacks, so it's not for attacking. It's just that intermediate step into bigger Excel Synchro Summoning. Alright, Malakota, Nether Lord of the Burning Abyss. Level 6 Dark Fiend Ritual, 2700 attack, 2200 defense. You can Ritual Summon this card with Good and Evil in the Burning Abyss. Must be Ritual Summon, cannot be Special Summoned other ways. Once per turn, during either player's turn, send a Burning Abyss monster from your hand to the graveyard. Target one face of monster your opponent controls until the end of the turn. The target loses attack and defense to the attack and defense of the Burning Abyss monster sent to the graveyard. This is sent from the field to the graveyard. Target one card in the field, send that to the graveyard. New Ritual card for a new uh, archetype here. And it seemed to debuff stuff. They send cards away, and they lose stats based on that. And the Ritual spell is pretty good because it lets you over-summon. You don't have to have exactly six stars. So let's look at some of the Burning Abyss cards and their stats. We got Libic, uh, 1300 attack, 700 defense. So that's pretty good debuff. We got Cagna. 1500, 300, that's pretty good. Draghig, 1100, 900, pretty good. Barbar, 1700, 1000, that's the most. 
They got dumb names, but they're pretty cool. So that's it. So you could debuff them over a thousand each time. Uh, we'll see if this is any good. It seems like they also have card advantage, so you have to. Those cards have to generate card advantage pretty good, or they're gonna run out of steam. TG Warwolf, Dark Level Three Beast Warrior, twelve hundred attack, zero defense. When a level four lower monster is special summoned, you can special summon this card from your hand once per turn during the end phase. If this is in the graveyard because it's destroyed on the field and sent there. Add a TG monster from your deck to your hand, except for this one. Two abilities here. Um, it'll be a third part of the Synchro Summon. So you play a card, they ramp into the um, level 1 TG. Like You play Screw Serpent, ramp into TG, Drill Fish, and then you play Warwolf. So it's like a third part of the Synchro Summon. Uh, that counts as 8 right there. Um... Also, you could set this card, get it destroyed, tutor a TG monster straight from your deck. So, similar to the free card we got, Booster Raptor, set it, get destroyed, tutor. So, that's another ability here. Mudan the Rika Fairy, level 6 water plant, 1,2400. Contribute a plant monster, special summon this from your hand. When this is normal summoned or special summoned by the effect of a plant monster, you can add a Rika spell or trap from your deck to your hand. You can use the effect once per turn. Pretty good card. The one tribute for a special summon, which is an alternative to normal summoning, and the ability to tutor out your spell is very good. Spell or trap. Set up your next play there. Alright, this is back to the water deck, Buzzsaw Shark. Level 4, Fish, 1600, 500. You can target a Water Monster you control, Special Summon from your deck in defense. One Fish Monster with the same level as that monster. But with a different name. And if you do, it cannot activate its effects this turn. Also, you can't Special Summon monsters from the extra deck except for XZs. You can only use this effect once per turn. When this is used for XZ Summon of a Water Monster, it can be treated as a level 3 or 5 as well. So... This is a counterpart to the Lantern Shark, and it's kind of like a new way of playing Water XCs. You can get into the 3 and the 5, but this doesn't have synergy with non-fish monsters. So the Deep Sea Diva and the Atlanteans are all sea serpents, so we got a problem here. Um, yeah. This card's similar to Silent Angler. Silent Ang Angler is a fish. It's level 4. Um, either you could you run fewer Silent Anglers, or it makes its the synergy even better. A Silent Angler is already a free special summon from the hand, so it makes it more consistent, I guess. But um, only fishes. So yeah, the rank three and the rank five play. This goes along with the Lantern Shark. Does not go well with the Atlanteans. We'll see where this deck goes, but it makes the water deck. Just overall better. Makes it more deep. Gigabyte. Level 4 Water Reptile, 1500 attack, 200 defense. You can only control 1 Gigabyte. If you control a Spellcaster, you can special summon this from your hand. When this is destroyed by battle or card effect and sent to the graveyard, special summon a monster of 1500 attack or 200 defense except for Gigabyte. So this is one of those uh, familiar possessed cards. 
one of the pet monsters with 1500 and 200 like the archfiend uh marmot of nefarious or the anari fox this is a little better than those cards you get you get gigabyte destroyed and then you can special summon a monster so floats it's a floater for the familiar possessed and also any other monster with 1500 200 Alright, Rika Glamour, normal spell. You can activate this card. You can also tribute a plant monster. Add a Rika monster from your deck to your hand. Then, if you tributed a monster when you activated this card, add a plant monster with the same original level as that Rika monster, but a different name from your deck to your hand. You can only activate one Rika Glamour per turn. Pretty good. So, you can tutor two Rika monsters with this card with the same level. Play Mudan... Tutor the spell, special summon Arika, and then um, you tribute the Redon, and then you get two Arika monsters drawn. So it's pretty good. Um, yeah, this, this archetype is really. I think this archetype really has something. Um, I, obviously, I haven't looked at the R's and N's. They probably need. They have a rank 6 Xyz play, I guess. They have a rank 8 and a rank 6, so... I don't know. They seem pretty good to me. And the last SR is Black and White Wave, Quick Play Spell. If there is a face-up Xyz monster on the field with a Synchro monster as Xyz material, target one card on the field, banish that card. If you do, draw one card. Oh, I get it now. Black and White meaning Xyz and Synchro, the color of the cards. Got it. So TG have this going for it. This is basically, um, you know what? I completely failed uh, looking at this card. So there has to be an XZ's monster with a synchro material. I thought this was TG's support. Well, um, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I wrote this whole paragraph saying, like, uh, TG have a really good, uh, play banish but they don't so I guess those decks that run both things like the water deck water deck could no the water deck doesn't work because um, the synchros and the XZs have different levels and ranks I don't know where it works there's some cards that are like level 4 I don't know where this card works yeah, I misread it. I'm sorry. Yep. Okay, so those are the URs and SRs here. Uh, probably next week, if we have time, we'll talk about some of the notable R's and N's. But just looking at it, we you know, we got some um, more water cards. The TG archetype, the Rika archetype, are called Blasting the Ruins. The uh, Burning Abyss are all N cards, which doesn't bode well for that archetype. Um, more reptile support. Some other stuff. Space Tyclone. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Random burn cards again, of, of course. Uh, yeah. Alright. Cool. Alright. So, Fox has been discussed. Duelings Mission Research is also going on. And it's the... Reincarnation of the Carly event, which everyone liked so much. One new card, Soundproofed. It's a spell. This card can only be activated at the start of main phase one. 
and only if you control no face-up synchro monsters. Neither player can synchro special summon a synchro monster until your opponent's next phase, next end phase. This card isn't very useful because it's just a subset of the card Heat Wave. Heat Wave limits normal or special summoning of all effect monsters. Soundproof just prevents the synchro summon, so it's pretty much the same time frame. Except Heat Wave is all effect monsters, soundproof is synchros. So you can see which one's bigger. Um, the only cards that will pass are non-effect synchro monsters, which are kind of useless. So um, no one's going to play really a non-effect synchro monster. So really just play Heat Wave. Um, soundproof does not cover as much. Synchro monsters are even on their way out. We have more XZs than ever now, so XZs are here to stay. We'll still see synchro monsters, but this being just for synchro monsters is very inclusive when you want a more exclusive, more uh, broader inclusion criteria to get uh, hit with. So Soundproof is not a very good card. I'll play um, Heat Wave instead. Now the last card to discuss comes from the Card Trader, and this is already a card we have two copies of. We're finally getting our third copy. This is a card I have a lot of experience with. It's the Trap Card Fish Depth Charge. Tribute one fish monster to target one card in the field. Destroy it if you do draw one card. Now, I used this card back in the day when we only had one. And that was with the Golden Flying Fish deck, which is one of my favorite decks of all time. And there, you kind of generated tokens with the Oysters. Oystermeister tokens. So, really, you would just tribute a token, destroy something, and draw a card. So that's a pretty good card advantage there. Now, is this card good enough? Water XZs is a real deck. Will they run this card? I would say it's unlikely, because the fish, the Golden Flying Fish deck utilized those Oyster tokens, which were pretty useless. And it kind of just took up space on the board for the depth charge. When you're playing the Water XZ deck, you're gonna you're gonna need to your space is valuable. Your board space, your monster slots are valuable for the XZ's play. Now you're pretty much just giving up a monster for the depth charge. Okay, that's something. But in a way, this is a better ballista squad, right? This is this is ballista squad. You could target. Does ballista squad hit? Um, spells. That's a good question. Yeah, Ballista Squad does hit spells. So you could target one card, destroy it. So it's the same exact card as Ballista Squad, but it's only for fish, and then you get to draw a card. So the the drawing the card is obviously the huge appeal here. Now, we've discussed the the water cards. The Lantern Shark and the Buzzsaw Shark are going to push Water XZs away from the Atlanteans more towards a fish-centric XZs deck. This could be a sleeper. This could be a back row option for that deck because you're kind of normalizing the deck to the fish type instead of the sea serpent type. So This is where this card comes in handy, I think. I think it might be played in the Fish Water XZs deck. I would say it's unlikely. I'd say it's a coin flip. It's unlikely, but Ballista Squad's still a fine card. So, 
You know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a gamble here and say in May it will see some play. It will. Okay. <laughs> Hard to decide there. That is it. Upcoming news: Early March Mission Circuit New SR Twilight Rose Knight. Early March Turbo Dual Grand Prix. New UR Card Tomato King and new SR Tomato in Tomato. Mid March. Tour Guide Bingo, new UR, number 44, Sky Pegasus. Mid-March, new character. Uh, new UR, Labyrinth of Klein, new SR, Genix Ally, Volcanon. I can't really say much about this new character because I literally don't know who it is if I don't look at spoilers. Mid-March, Dual Links Mission Research, new SR, Alchemic Magician. Late-March, Igami's event is finally over and sends to the gate. Late-March, obtain a legendary duelist. Duke Devlin, guys. Been asking for this for years. We get Duke Devlin. A huge celebration at the end of the month. Late March, du- Dual Quest, another copy of the Grand Spellbook Tower. So spellbooks are back. And late March, they're going to change the Dual Versus screen. That is it for this week. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll touch on the Forbidden Limitless updates and the skill changes and the other cards from the box. Thanks for listening. Subscribe anywhere. Get your podcast. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me if anything at thedualassessment at gmail.com. Find me at Twitter at dual underscore assessment. My own account, Green Ranger CCG. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. <laughs>